want to get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday for me. It might be Thursday for you. September 23rd, 1992. Nope. Just kidding, 2020, it's episode 1999, okay, great, here we go, um, what's the news at the top of the hour, top of the hour news is uh, the Brianna Taylor verdict has come in, and uh, only one of the officers was charged, but not for her murders, protests are planned for everywhere, uh, there's a thing about protesters march in Louisville after grand jury indicts a single officer on charges connected to Breonna Taylor case, but not specifically related to her death. And so there's a U-Haul, there's a Twitter uh, video going around of unloading the riot shields from the U-Haul. Yeah, motherfucker. Who paid for the U-Haul? Who paid for the signs? Who paid the protesters? That's what Twitter's saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, some people think that George Soros is controlling the left-wing Antifa mobs. You know, that he's he's controlling them. You know, but I, I don't see why. People literally have nothing to do. <laughs> I don't see how they couldn't have organized a protest. Knowing that the verdict was coming out tonight and knowing that that... I mean, it's usual. In most cases, the cops are not going to go to jail or be fully charged, you know, as a, as a normal person might. Okay? I think it's kind of time to come to grips with the fact that there's two sets of laws in this country, right? There's one for the rich, uh, the powerful, and, of course, the custodians of that power, right? And then... There's a set of laws for everybody else. And a lot of people feel like, oh, this is uh, racist, of course. You know, if it was a black person, if it was a black cop that shot Breonna Taylor, they wouldn't be arresting him either. You get that, right? Because it's not it's not truly a race thing. When it comes down to it, it's actually more class. It's class, tribal, tribal in, in terms of the blue thing, right? The blue shield, whatever. But that's, the cops are really there to protect the rich and powerful, you understand? So that's why they must be protected at all costs because once the cops go so here's the thing if the cops feel like the rich are turning on them and that you know that they need to side with the people it's over for the rich you're like if all the strong men if the law and order types if the military like if they all decide to take the side of the people then that's it game over right that's i mean that's the game the game just think about it from the side, the point of view of like the rich, uh, the wealthy, the master. Imagine you were a master, right? And you just had a country, like a video game, right? And they were super poor. Like you've just been extracting the wealth out of them for a very long time. Very long time, lots of wealth extraction. And then you're like, ah, shit, they're getting unruly. They're starting to talk about revolution. They're, they're starting to talk about uniting. What do we do? Well, first thing you do is split them up disunity figure out ways of making them making them enemies you know split them up, you know divide and conquer right that's the number one thing you would do uh and then the next thing you do you would take some of them some of the underclass some of the slaves some of the whoever whatever you want to call them and make them not only better than the others but also give them the authority to inflict violence you know what i mean like uh, give them the power 
to detain and beat and murder, do all that, to give them that power, right? So then the people underneath being crushed by the rich with the, let's just call them cops, you know, let the cops as the baton to smack them on the head, then you got yourself a nice little distraction, right? Now the people are, uh, the people are not unified. They're fighting amongst each other. And then once they start fighting amongst each other, the cops come in and start cracking heads and tell them to stop fighting. So then they start fighting the cops. So then there's this sort of three-way battle going on between whatever the groups you have, you know, black, white, and then you have cops, you know, and you got, you got this whole thing going on. Meanwhile, the rich are still rich and extracting all the wealth still, and nobody's uniting and trying to take their heads or trying to demand anything, you know, we're just going away, and that's fine. That's the That's what most empires have done that's what most countries try to do that's just what happens when you have wealth landed wealth and you don't want everybody else to have a part of it now on the other hand is the answer to just give up all the wealth and let everybody take as much as they can you know is it communism where nobody has wealth and it's spread all around yeah let me put it this way not everybody works hard you think everybody should get the same amount even somebody who doesn't work hard i mean there's no incentive anymore to work hard I don't think that's really the best thing. I don't think people will be motivated. I'm not motivated. I, I got unemployment most of this pandemic, and I have never been less motivated in my entire life to make money. You know, and I, I still now that the unemployment is gone, I'm like, all right, well, I got to got to make money now. <laughs> you know, now the incentive is back. But I, I don't know. So I'm of the opinion that if you do give everybody a bunch of money, you're probably not a lot's going to get done. But maybe that's the point. Maybe you need that so you don't have the revolution. Maybe that's the ultimate answer. It, enough of this disunity. The disunity's gone too far. It's it's like we might. I think people are talking about civil war. We can't do that. Let's just flood everybody with money and have them buy stuff. Keep buying stuff. Be happy that way. Just don't you know and don't don't wreck anything. Yeah, we be more like Wally. We go be fat in chairs that fly around. You know what I mean? Anyways, so that's the news at the top of the hour. <laughs> uh, Brian Taylor verdict. Uh, another thing, big news. Uh, there was this thing called the FinCEN leak, right? Which was a leak involving the records of multiple banks across the world. Uh, it was like a German bank. There's HSBC, which was already in trouble for the money laundering of drug dealers that they did a few years back. Uh, a bunch of other banks involved. Um, and basically it was just about like money laundering or possible suspicious activity of money. The funny thing about it is like the, it was, it was, this was exposed by Buzzfeed. It's a leak, giant leak by Buzzfeed, $2 trillion of possible suspicious activity. I was listening to the Peter Schiff podcast and he was saying, and then I read another article about it and they were saying this too. It was like, well, a lot of these scandals are scandals that have already been reported on. You know, and then these are just the records. They're called suspicious activity reports, SARS, which is also hilarious. The the banks have SARS, uh, just like we do. All right, so he's just saying, Schiff saying, this is, this is already shit that's on the books. It's not new. This is all stuff, you know, so it's already reported. So in that way, it, the laund- that's the laundering we know about. You understand? Imagine all the laundering you don't know about because you don't just, you think if you, if you flag 200, two trillion dollars worth of suspicious activity there isn't fucking 10 times that going on you know you think you're actually catching all of the you're not you think the banks are actually filing all this stuff i think i guess the biggest 
thing, the bombshell, or the thing that everybody's freaking out about is the fact that all these banks knew, basically, about all this suspicious activity, and they're just like, fuck it. They're just, why wouldn't they? Because they're crooks. Look, it's all money. There's a whole thing about how, like, crypto, you know, uh, the thing about cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin and all these uh, coins out there that are being created right now, like, the reason that they're being used is for nefarious deeds because they can't be tracked, you know, in Quebec. But, like, fuck, the banks are doing way more nefarious deeds. It's all U.S. dollars. The most, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar is supposed to be the most, like, upright currency we have. The best currency, you know, is supposed to be, like, the fucking, you know, Superman of currencies or the fucking Captain America of currencies and shit, right? He's said, do no wrong. You know, I'm here for truth, justice, and the American way. And meanwhile, it's just, like, weapons and fucking, you know, child pedophile rings and fucking you know it's just fucking just a malicious code for to fucking take down nuclear power plants just fucking all kinds of dark dirty things happening just fucking russian oligarchs transferring billions of uh, undocumented wealth you know what i mean i mean it's a there's this thing called the panama papers that came out from this one bank that was all about how people were just moving all their money offshore people like um all the company like companies here uh companies that, you know people giant companies just wealthy individuals moving their wealth to panama and then funneling they would funnel them through these like miami condos or some shit you know it's just it's come on it's going on right now everywhere and so part of the whole cryptocurrency thing was i read this paper by the guy who've invented bitcoin satoshi nakamoto who's like a pseudonym right he's, it might be like a group of people for all we know or just one little girl we don't know who it is but he was basically saying this was right after the 2008 financial crash he was basically saying look we have a currency that's being debased it's going to be debased even further there's no fucking it's not sound you know there's no telling what's going to happen to it so he created this idea of bitcoin right so they could have sound money which i guess for them i'm just trying i'm trying to learn about this stuff but the austrians the austrian economic people are saying you know they are all about sound money and they say like sound money has to be uh has to be scarce right because like otherwise it will you you manipulate the value of it so if you think about the dollar you could just print dollars out of nowhere it's not connected to anything or based on anything like gold there's a finite amount of gold supposedly in the world right or like theoretically there's finite amount of gold at least being produced every year so you can kind of attach the value and we can all agree as gold you know so it's about easily transported it's about scarce um and what's the other thing i think it has to be um a store fuck store value what makes sound money god damn it i'm gonna uh i don't fucking i should See, that's what I'm talking about. I like I didn't learn anything. Um but what they say is Bitcoin is sound money. See? Um they, I think a lot of that is because there's only a fixed supply. <sighs> there's only a fixed supply of it, right? It's supposed to be only twenty one million Bitcoin in ever. Like by the time the thing is done, once it's in circulation, then that's the only amount, you know? Um, but let's see. Uh, what is money? Austrian economist Karl Menger explains that the origins of money are spontaneous. The barter system's shortcoming were quickly exposed aha, by the problem of divisibility and double coincidence of wants. A farmer can tender corn and wheat in exchange for medical services, but what if the town doctor already has all the corn and wheat he needs? Market actors realized that they could acquire more goods by tendering a more sought-after or saleable commodity as payment. 
Aha. The most marketable goods establish themselves as a. The most marketable goods establish themselves as common media of exchange. The marketability differences between com- commodities serve to discern between them. It is in this way that money undergoes competition. Through this process, gold and silver rose as the most marketable commodities due to their features. The metals are portable, homogeneous, divisible, durable, and scarce. So there you go. Through market processes, the most marketable commodity, as economist Ludwig von Mises described money, makes itself known. Money is not created by government decree, but rather by surviving the test of time and the pressures of market forces while maintaining its value. So ultimately, the market has decided what money is over time, and that was gold and silver because of those qualities, right? Portable, homogenous, divisible, durable, and scarce. And so Satoshi Nakamoto said, now that we're no longer basing our currency on anything uh, sound, uh, he said, I'm going to make my own money out of computers. I'm going to make my own money, you know? Uh, like I said, it's the perfect mix of Jews and Asians, right? <laughs> and cryptocurrency, it's like computerized money. Um but that's the thing about Bitcoin, right? It's portable, right? It could be delivered everywhere. It's homogenous. There's only one of its type. It's not like mixed with other stuff. It's just because there's an algorithm, right? Uh, it's divisible. So you can take one Bitcoin, divide it further into little, they call them Satoshis. Like, there's just like one millionth of Bitcoin or something, and you know, for small transactions. Because one Bitcoin now is like 10000 over $10,000 right now, you know? Um, durable. So it stands the test of time. Uh, I always have this joke about solar flares or whatever, but if you really look at places like Argentina and Venezuela where their economies are shit because the, their governments totally debase their currencies, um, you can see that, you know, why Bitcoin is becoming so popular there because it fucking can last through all that shit, you know, and you can just have it in your phone or on the cloud or in a hardware wallet and paper wallet, whatever. It's just like <clears throat> the fact that you can do that makes it not only portable, but durable. Right. And then scarce. So the scarcity is fixed into the thing of Bitcoin. Right. There's only 21 million Bitcoins that could ever come. And there's this whole thing like it's all laid out. There's like a computer program that lays it all out. And everybody's agreed that like, okay, this is it. This is the model. We're going to keep mining these Bitcoins until we get to the end. And then after that, who knows how much it'll be, you know, and that's sort of the thing that everybody's in on. So like I said last time, you know, money is a shared delusion. Right. It's a shared delusion. Because we're all agreeing. We're all agreeing on a certain set of things. And it's just like um, this whole thing about Mises. He was saying uh, it's like through market processes, the most marketable commodity becomes money, right? <clears throat> and that's why it's like um, there's these stories of like islands that use seashells or islands that, you, you know, places that use all this kind of mer- money. But because of uh, they weren't sound, the, their economies went to shit and the society is kind of crumbled and stuff. And it's pretty common. Pretty common throughout history. It's also very common throughout history for large kingdoms and empires to debase their own currency in order to do things like go to war like we did. And guess what? Guess what happened to them? Guess what happened to those empires? Those kingdoms. They all crumble down. They all fall because the... So you debase the currency... And what happens? You use all that money, go to war, war. But that's not like you can't just really print money out of thin air. That money has to come from somewhere. And you know who it usually comes from? The population, like the tax base, you know, like the people, the poor people. So then you got to work them harder and they get less. and They'll get unhappier and unhappier. And this will continue until the point that they'll get so unhappy. And then there's so many of them that the 
guards, the cops, the soldiers, whoever the whoever the the strong men are who are supposed to protect the king, they turn their swords around onto the king themselves, and then there you go. And then the whole society crumbles. A lot of times they kind of elect a popular guy, but then there's purges, and it's very it's just like a thing that happens over and over in history. Purges deaths and then eventually the chaos settles down and then a new king arises or whatever a benevolent uh republic something some form of leadership comes and then there you go oh i don't know man i mean it's hard to know like i i can see the case for crypto i get it uh i've been like you know researching it i've been through bitcoin is interesting as a store of value because you know it makes sense like gold i mean honestly i don't know i don't have enough money to really for it to make a difference, I'm just learning. But, um, you know, you got, like, there's a, a, a big old, there's, like, this company called MicroStrategy who decided to put all its reserves, cash reserves, in Bitcoin. That's, like, a huge deal for everybody. But then other people are like, it's a fucking scam, you know? And, like, you don't know. But I do know that in terms of monetary policy or whatever, they got they got to print money, man. They got to make it or else it's all going to, what are they going to just let it all burn? They might, they might let it all burn and then it'll give them the excuse to just become China, I guess, like impose martial law and just come in there and be like, no, we need this strong central government to take over everything. We got to give up all your rights because of all the chaos like that. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that when I see Joe Biden, he makes me feel okay. You know what I mean? I just feel good inside when I see him. When I see him kind of stumble or not stumble. Whether sometimes he's smooth. He's smooth as butter sometimes. Other times it's it's like he's churning butter. I don't know. I don't you know, like his brain is just a cream inside of a butter churn being mashed up and eventually eventually some cream will rise or butter. I'm mixing metaphors. I don't know. It could he be having mental decline? Maybe could it be a clone? Could he be they be jabbing him full of fucking some kind of speed juice or whatever <laughs> could they be just like just hitting him with nas i don't know get it making him fucking but uh this is a hilarious thing there's a picture of him flashing the okay sign because he was like talking about zero he was using zero and he used the um <clears throat> hand gesture for zero that looks like the okay sign and a bunch of like a republican i don't know breitbart or whoever took that and just ran with it and was like is biden flashing the white power sign <laughs> you know and then snopes had to come out and be like, no, he wasn't flashing the white power sign. He was saying zero. And that's what. And then, so then it's like, oh, oh, you mean you mean there's context? Oh, you mean there's con? You mean within context of what he was talking about that it wasn't a white power sign? You see, though, how what the point of was uh, of those Republican dudes, Breitbart dudes, the Breitbart guys who know how to meme, by the way, they probably they launched the meme wars of 2016. So they get it. They know what they're doing. They get it, right? They're fucking trolling, okay? Because the whole point is the hypocrisy because people basically say like, yeah, they, they're like Pepe the Frog is a Nazi symbol. The OK sign is a Nazi symbol. The fucking MAGA hat now is a Nazi symbol. It's, it's basically it's just like a knee-jerk thing of telling people this is a Nazi symbol. And then they go, yeah, it is, yeah, it is. And without really thinking about like what, what is the point of this kind of sensationalism. It's like, who cares? Honestly, who cares who's a fucking Nazi, who's anything, who's gay, who's anything? Who cares until they actually do something? Like, I don't care what people think. You can think what you want. I don't even care what people say. You can do that. Just don't do. Once you do, then something gets done to you, right? That's that's the thing. But don't do. As long as you don't do. You know, it's like, and and of course, people are like, but what about feelings? What about people's feelings? You hurt my feelings. And then what? And then what? 
So your feelings get hurt. So then it's okay for you to go be violent. Is that what you're saying? Because that seems to be the next logical step. If you're saying words are violence, then why not strike back in violence? You know, like that's, that's seems to be more like an excuse to hit people. (laughs) It's more like, I want to hit people. What can I do? What can you do to me so that I throw all my responsibility out the window? I don't know. I'm not advocating for like, you know, saying the N-word or anything or like everybody should be able to say, but I, but I am advocating for like a little common sense and also maybe just grow a fucking pair or grow a spine, grow some wit. If someone calls you a bad name or says bad stuff to you, say bad stuff back, you dummy. What the fuck? Don't you? I do be a Anyways, whatever. I mean, there's the whole thing of like, I used to be on this Facebook group called, it was called Polite Power, the Polite Power Group. And I was so nice. That I didn't even say, like, it sounds like white power group, guys. Polite power, white power. It sounds the same. You're, you're right. And there's a bunch of white people. Honestly, a bunch of nice, well-meaning white people who wanted to have discussions and whatever. And then it ended up just becoming, like, a pro-Republican Trump bashing thing when the primary started. I just got out of there because it was so bad. And it was, like, all these posts over and over about, like, why is it that... Uh, white nationalists support Trump. Why do Nazis support Trump? Why do they support Trump? And it's this guy, because he's a fucking Republican, you dummy, because he's the white guy. Because <laughs> that's who they always support. But not not anymore. <clears throat> On Twitter, there is a thing where uh, Richard Spencer says he's going to vote Democrat all the way down the line. He's voting to, to Biden and Democrat all the way down. So what does that mean? Does that mean Biden is a Nazi now? It's the same logic. Guilt by association. Is Biden a Nazi? Biden a Nazi? No. You know why Biden's not a Nazi? Because they're like, because he's good. He's clearly not a Nazi, but Trump is bad, so he clearly is. See, this is not logical. It's just emotional. It's just like, oh, you just don't like him. You don't like him, and you like him. So you're like, he's a bad, he's a Nazi, he's a good, he's not a Nazi. Even if a Nazi, look, as soon as, look at Biden. Fucking Tara Reid accused him of fucking fingering her, right, as adults. They weren't like little kids or nothing. It wasn't like corn pop days or whatever. It was like as adults when he was in the Senate, when he was a powerful man, he fucking jammed his finger up her pussy. All right. And then when that comes to light, everybody's like, well, hold on. We need due process here. We need to like, we need to figure out what happened. We can't just believe her. (laughs) We can't believe all women. We just believe the women we like. See, that's what it is. That's what it is. So that's why it's hypocritical that's why it's bullshit and that's why i am now voting republican no but that's why i don't i don't criticize like trump or the right as much as like you know why isn't it equal whatever and it's not a fucking game it's not equal but that's not the side fucking pushing all this shit on me and putting all this moralism on me you know and making us all feel like we're all racist and we're all retards and we're all bad and and it's honestly all it is is it's like the last four years is what happens when you don't listen to happy wife, happy life. Okay. It's the fucking hostage situation that is implicit in that statement. You understand what's going on. That's a terrorist right there. Happy wife, happy, happy life. That's a goddamn terrorist demand. Okay. And what's happened for the past four years has been terrorism, but not the kind you think it is. Not the kind from the fascist, right? Not the kind of, or maybe, yeah, it is from them, but it's also from the fascist left. Okay. My contention is that both sides are fascist. There are no both sides. There's just one side, which is a corporal fascist, uh, pseudo Republic, but like a military industrial complex thing. Imagig the Mickey mat. The Mickey Mat, like Ray McGovern says. I told you about the Mickey Mat, right? Mickey Mat, Mickey Mat. Uh, it's a military, industrial, congressional, intelligence, media, academic, think tank. 
conglomerate group. They're all acting, you know, to make sure that we sell weapons, have war, and make a bunch of money, make a bunch of money. That's what it's all about. Cha-ching! So, you know, even the rich, you know, what they don't, they don't want their money to be debased, but they will do it. They'll debase some of their money to make sure that fucking, you know, shit doesn't all fucking burn down and the fucking poor come after them, right? They gotta do something. So I think one of the things pretty effective that's going on is a lot of the racial politics, you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff, the fucking, just the race, the race identity stuff, and including, yes, on the white person side, the white people and the black people and the white people, and then the Asians are, like, siding with the the black people and the white people, and it's, uh, and it's just so, come on. It's just yin-yang shit, God damn it! don't you understand the blacks and the whites are each other? That just like a yin yang, the white people have a little black in them, and the black people have a little white in them. They swirl around and around and around. And they're the fucking same. The fucking same. How come all race relations is black and white when it's Asians who invented the goddamn yin yang? All right, that's an old bit I've been doing. So I'm kind of bringing that back. Thank you for letting me do that. I am doing stand up, but I'm just not doing material. You know, I'm just. I mean, what am I? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You know, I try to do my bits. I don't know. I just end up ranting and raving. Anyways. Biden, white supremacist, sure. I think, I mean, they all are if you want to make the definition so broad that it just means like having power and serving the rich and powerful. But if Biden was Chinese, if it was China Biden, China Joe, if China Joe was really Chinese and he was in China and he was a member of the politic or the Politburo or whatever the fuck they're called, he, he would be corrupt too. Uh, yeah, was that white supremacy? All right. So listen. None of this is like logical. That's the whole thing. It's like we've lost the ability to reason. We've lost the ability to have critical thinking in our public discourse. And a big part of that is, of course, the failure of the government and the failure of our education system and journalism. Okay. It's sort of that trifecta of like, you know, like what informs the public. Everybody who's supposed to inform the public has utterly failed. Like we're all just fucking. Like BuzzFeed, right? They dropped this FinCEN thing, the FinCEN thing I talked about. The, they also dropped the um, Steele dossier, right? The Steele dossier, if you don't remember, is the thing that that British spy wrote that said, like, there was compromat on Russian. Compromat being the Russian word for, like, compromising shit that they have over you to blackmail you. One of the things was, like, this pee tape where you uh, hired hookers to piss on Obama's bed in Moscow. <laughs> And this is the tape of him and Melania watching these hookers piss on Obama's bed. Like, and it's not Obama's bed; it's the 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 bed he stayed at. And then there's other stuff about like, oh, there's connections between Ukraine. Like, a lot of the stuff in the Steele dossier was all public knowledge that he spun into this bigger narrative of Putin controlling Trump. And then it came out that it's all bullshit. None of it was real. None of it was verified. None of it was real. Even the guy who supposedly gave Christopher Steele the information was like, no, I didn't, I didn't say any of that, man. It's fucking bullshit. And Christopher Steele, of course, is not, he's still like considered like a legitimate person walking around. He's not even like an, he's not even a government person. Like he doesn't work for the United States. Of course you have a company like CrowdStrike who is involved and also uh, saying that there was, definitely evidence man there's definitely evidence that we found on the servers that the russians you know that the russians exfiltrated the data from the democrats that they exfiltrated the data and that's how the russians got it and then the wikileaks happened and all of that and then when crowd strike was given uh was put on the stand 
and they were asked point blank what is the evidence of the exfiltration they're like we don't actually have evidence so he just pretty much figured that what had to have been it it had to have happened basically they were saying they were begging the conclusion they were like we know russia did it so it was just like duh we were gonna find the evidence and then they never found it that's actual news that that came out during the quarantine fucking lockdown Barely anybody talked about it. You know who talked about it? Fucking Aaron Monte talked about it on the left, and Scott Horton talked about it on the right, if you can call them left and right at this point. Uh, that's like a progressive journalist and a fucking libertarian journalist, okay? That's where I heard this shit from. Just fucking look it up. Just Google it. Just Google up CrowdStrike Aaron Monte or CrowdStrike, depending on what side of the fucking spectrum you want your point of view from. Or get it from the libertarian side. Scott Horton, fucking CrowdStrike. They both had fucking podcasts and articles about how the whole thing was bullshit. The main company that was like, no, we got the evidence, y'all. They spun this whole Russiagate thing into like reality. They just admitted like none of it was real. Okay. I mean, not just they, that happened back then. All right. So there you go. That was BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed helping America, right? By throwing everybody into a three-year fucking conspiracy theory loop, right? And meanwhile, everybody's like, oh, the, the right is dangerous. And the right, they're the fascists. And the right, and yeah, there's fucking detention centers that, yes, Obama built. But it's not good that this is happening. The fucking right wings aren't great. They fucking suck. They started the wars. And, and the other side... Turn them into seven. Okay, so they both suck. How's that? Both sides want to extract as much wealth as possible from you and me and give it to the rich. Both sides. Don't even think for a second there's a difference between the two. Both sides want to make sure that we keep going to war because the weapons manufacturer make killing off of it. Literally, by killing. Okay? Don't fucking be fooled or think for a second that there really is a Coke and Pepsi. Okay, going on in our government. And there really is an Apple versus Android situation. Okay. I mean, it is, but it's a KFAB, right? It's like a pro wrestling. It's a manufactured conflict to make you feel like, oh, yeah, shit's really happening. Nothing's really happening. Behind the scenes, they all agree. Okay. Why would they be impeaching Trump in the House and then at the same time pass his military budget and expand his powers under the Patriot Act? Why would you do that? Like I mean, you could you could just wait until the next year. Why would not give just not give into it? No, you know why? Because the military demands the money, right? The military industrial complex, the Mickey Mat, all of it. It's all geared toward this, right? The, everything else is just a fucking sideshow. I mean, but I think the 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 bigger harm. There's a bigger harm though, right? Because you get people to believe this shit. You get people to believe this stuff, and feel like our government would never lie to us, right? The government who's supposedly fascist would never lie to us. The media would never lie to us. Of course, not in our fascist government that has corporate media collusion, but they would never lie to us, no, right? And I think by doing that, what you do is erode not only trust. You erode trust amongst the people who like realize it's bullshit, and then you also erode um, common sense and critical thinking from the people who just swallowed hook, line, and sinker to the point where you, our media figures and politicians are fucking brainwashed, or they believe they're you know I believe a lot of them legitimately believe all this horseshit because they, they don't need to look into it. They just know in their heart of hearts because it's, it's whole it's all emotional. Happy wife, happy life. See, it's all emotional. It's like no, there's no way he could have won. There's no way he could have won. What it's not? What is it? It's what it's not. Should I look inward and be like, why did we run Hillary? Should I look inward and be like, why did we avoid going 
to the white working class? Should we look inward and why did Obama not have a coalition? Why did he go to Flint and drink the water? Why did he do any of that stuff? Do we no, we're gonna blame the Russians. It's the Russians. It, everything is Russian. If you don't agree you're Russian, everything is Russian. Which if you extend that logically, it goes to racist. Racist. You're racist. You're racist. If you don't agree with me, you're racist. If you don't think you're racist, you're racist. If you don't see that you're racist, you're racist. Everybody is racist, right? Nazis everywhere. Nazis everywhere supporting Biden. <laughs> Voting Biden. Voting Trump and Biden. Now, there's a Nazi struggle. I bet the Nazis are going to fight each other about who... Um, you're not a real Nazi unless you vote Biden. Fuck you. I'm voting Trump. That's the way to... And then Trump, Trump doesn't like... Trump likes Israel. He's not a real Nazi. You know, you can see them fighting amongst each other. Oh, the politics really divides everybody, huh? Brother versus brother. Nazi versus Nazi. <laughs> it makes us all believe that, like, when Trump goes... This is something that's cited all the time by legitimate professional journalists. They go, you have a president that goes, Russia, if you're listening, we could use those emails. They're openly calling to an enemy state. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, are you fucking serious? The guy was Joe. You think that's how shit works? You think if you're working for the Kremlin, you just announce, hey, Putin, give me some of that. You know, that you think that's proof? That's proof. That's fucking, that's like proof that he's not, doing it you moron you forget it's like if someone accuses you of cheesing cheating on your wife and you go oh yeah yeah i'm cheating on her with isabel hey isabella if you're out there let's fucking meet later so i can get a blow job right like it's not and then you go see that's proof he's cheating it's proof he's cheating. He's like no he's fucking he's joking to be like see that's how a ridiculous state don't you understand but we've eroded our sense of critical thinking to the point where he's just like no no he's serious he's literal he's literally saying it's it's, it's fucking dumb you understand it's stupid right it's not smart it's dumb right so i think that's the reason why i for one am joining the nazis i'm joining (laughs) yeah i think it just for me it's like a case for like being problematic or bad you know what i mean it's a case for being it's like so lame to be good we're on the side of good and we're going to find root out the evil racists and root out the evil and we're going to fight for it and we're on the democrats and we're on the it's so lame it's so lame man it's only so it's just as lame as being like i love america and i'm a republican and this is for our state it's just both sides are fucking dumb and lame right I mean, just voting in general is like a whole scam. You don't see that it's a fucking circus and a scam just to get your vote. Where neither side is going to do anything for you, okay? Neither side. It's a, the only reason to vote now is just to piss off the other side. There's nothing you're going to get out of it. Both sides are the same. All right. Fucking Biden flashing the okay sign again, activating white nationalism. How dare he? See, there's systemic racism right there. Systemic racism is real, and his name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know. I, sometimes I think we need better for qualifications for public service, and that includes uh, politicians, journalists, and comedians. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> I don't think comedians are actually public servants, but I think there needs to be better qualifications for them too. There used to be better ones. There used to be better ones. I remember uh, there was a comedian in cars getting coffee with Jerry Lewis right before he died. He was fucking ninety years old, but. He was asking him like, "Ooh, what do you? Who do you think should do comedy, or what do you think about comedy?" And Jerry Lewis is like, "I don't." He's like, "I don't care, just as long as they're qualified, right?" And then Jerry Seinfeld didn't push Jerry Lewis 
as to what that meant. What does it mean? Qualify. You know what that means? Funny. Are you funny? You funny? Cardi B put out a little tweet that said, am I, yo, am I funny or am I just corny? You know? And I just told her she was not funny. That's, I think she needs to be told. People need to be told that they're not funny. Okay? Because you just, you can't be told that you like, you can, you can, you're bulletproof. Get out there. Take those bullets. That's not good. That's harmful. It's just like telling people they're funny. All right? It's not, like everybody's, yes, everybody's funny in the way that everybody can be sexy. You know, everybody can be good looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everybody was mama's favorite and was a baby and delighted her. Like everybody could do that. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about out there in the jungle. Okay. We're talking about out there in the masses, out there in the schoolyard, out there, right? Just out there with the fucking hoi polloi. You know what I mean? The rabble. You know what I'm talking about? Just fucking like vaudeville shit, you know, and just fucking the groundlings, you know, talking just in the muck, talking in there. You got fucking, you think you could just go out there with your cute little stories or it's like, I'm a, my dad took me to a concert once and boy, it's like, shut up. Nobody gives a fuck. Come with something harder. Don't come at all. That goes for politicians, journalists, and comedians. I mean, they just, I don't understand. There seems to be such a low bar nowadays. Honestly, all it is is, is it seems to be they're all actors. That's what it is. Politicians, journalists, and comedians are just all actors now because the underlying thing no longer matters. Like for politicians, it might have been to, to do good, help people, or, you know, whatever. Just so you believe in something. And for, um, you know, fucking, for journalists, it might have been like, tell the truth, right? Bring truth power. Truth to power. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. You know, I might have believed in that stuff. And for comedians, it might have been to, uh, you know, find find laughter and pain. Help people get through this life by finding joy in their pain. Or just be silly. Maybe I just like to be silly for silly sake. Just to bring joy. Just to bring it out of people, right? And all those roles now are just filled with hacks. Who are just actors who just want to get paid. So they just want to do the right thing and say the right thing so that they can get paid as much as possible, right? Because ultimately that's just the goal is just to be a talking head. Just fucking get a script. Why don't they just go into acting? Or just go into acting. God damn it. Why do you have to actually do like things that people who care about people should do? Go into fucking... There's plenty of roles. There's plenty of things. Make your own thing. You're so easy to make your own indie film. Just go do it, you know? That's really... All it is like, I mean, most comedians, they just want to be act. You could see them now. Now that we have phones and we have cameras, everybody's got a camera and everybody can do a little thing where they talk into the camera and they could do, you know, TikToks or stories or whatever the fuck. And it's just everybody is their own fucking media output content creation system vertical. You know what I'm saying? Like they're their own fucking corporation where they have to put out, push out content all the time and tell people what they think of this and that. And yes, I understand the irony that I am doing the exact same thing. Like I'm doing it. I'm doing it too. I'm, I'm a part of the problem. I'm creating the noise. You're a part of the problem for encouraging me. How you keep encouraging me to listen? I'll keep doing this. Or you keep encouraging me to talk and you keep listening. I will just keep doing this. Should I? I don't know. I feel like I should. I guess that's the whole thing. Who's to say who's qualified, right? We all have the delusion and be like, yeah, but I think maybe we should <laughs> have said, not like the government, but something. Voting. I don't know. I feel like there just has to be better standards. It's, uh, look at us now. It's all gone to shit. Politics, 
journalism, comedy. It's all gone to shit. <laughs> it's all shit. It's all shit now. It's not even anything, you know? You fucking real shit is on the streets. It's like not on TV. It's not on the national scene. It's like on the it's the streets. The real sh- it's in that homeless guy's tent. What the fuck is going on in here? This is the intersection of politics, journalism, and comedy. Oh god, look at it. Look at the power dynamic going on. That homeless man is fucking that other homeless man for and taking his meth. That's power right there. Journalism. Yo, everybody, this guy is going around raping dudes for meth. Like that's journal. You gotta you alert the public, please. You gotta alert them all. And then and then everybody's like, oh my god, it's a horrible. And just be like, <laughs> man, uh, I wonder if you fucked him faster because he's high on meth you know you gotta make a joke you gotta make a joke about it because you know to relieve the tension you know i gotta be like man it must have smelled really awful in lantern right <laughs> you know you gotta, you gotta relieve the tension a little bit you know you gotta let the let the tension go otherwise you know what is it what are we doing now people are moving boulders under underpasses to stop homeless people and then other motherfuckers are moving boulders away okay and thus making those boulders homeless right so it's just like okay it's people it's fine if people are homeless and people can be homeless here, and, but these boulders can't have a home. These boulders need to get out of here, you fucking boulders. Get out on the street and roll those boulders. Those boulders could have been forming a community there, okay? People could have lived around the boulders. People could have dealt with the boulders. Boulders occur in nature. You think? What do you think? Do you think animals just move boulders out of the way because they're uncomfortable? No, you fucking deal with it because that's life, okay? That's what you get. You get all these fucking... Yep. See, this is what I'm saying. It's retarded on both sides. You got one side of people moving boulders over. You got the other side of people moving boulders away. And instead, what they should both be doing is getting boulders pushed onto them from cliffs. That's what should be happening. Both groups should be gathered under a canyon, and then boulders should be just rolled down the canyon, and then they have to just run away like Indiana Jones or something like that, you know, and just and then they die and stuff, you know, whatever. We don't have to go that far. The, that kind of takes the comedy out of it once you describe how the boulders are crushing their bodies and grinding their innards into like a paste that mixes with the bones and the bones start you know poking out of their skin because the impact of the boulders and some of the bodies are actually kind of impaled on the boulders now and just rolling along with it and you might still be alive as the boulder rolls you over and over and you're like and you just like in your mind you're like god i thought i'd be dead by now but you're just still rolling and it hurts over and over and you come you see the sky and then you roll over the boulder and you hit the ground you know that really just sucks the comedy out of it so i apologize for that you know it's just too much detail too much pain you know that's what charlie's chaplin said he said you know if you you are walking down the street and you fall into a manhole that is a tragedy but if you watch a dude do it that's comedy right and that that you know and i put you in the first person perspective of the guy on the boulder getting you know just that and that was just too visceral too far so I will dial it back, okay? Let's just throw rocks. Let's just throw rocks at the people moving the rocks, okay? There. Anyways, I feel like this sort of erosion of... Erosion, Kim Cast. Uh, the erosion of the people we trust, the people who are, who are supposed to inform us, you know, the politicians, the journalists. Dare I say the comedians? Uh, no, I, I, honestly... My big problem is the comedians became one of the people that should not be one of the people we trust. You know, like John Stewart became like a trusted voice and then it became an institution to have The Daily Show and it became an institution for Colbert to get on CBS and Samantha Bee and everybody became an institution for politics to be injected into 
late night TV or comedy or whatever. It just became institutional, you know, and things that are institutional are lame. And you know who belongs in institutions? Mental health patients, crazy people, okay? And that's what's happening. The entire world is becoming crazy because we've all been institutionalized, you understand? And guess what the media is doing? The media is just fanning the flames, you know? It's like we have a mental health crisis in this country. We have suicide at an all-time high. We have no semblance of mental health support or anything in our culture, anything, anywhere, nowhere. You just kill yourself. There's no help. There's no talking. I mean, sure, they're like, you should talk to somebody or whatever, take these pills. Like, But that's it. There's none of it. No real help. No real concern. Nobody cares. People are being gunned down. People are being... Nobody cares. Okay? Nobody cares. And you know what the media is doing is they're basically playing with the fire. They're throwing gasoline on it. Right? That's what the media does. The media just fucking dumps gasoline onto the fire that is our mental health crisis so that they could... Because if it burns, it earns, motherfucker. Do you understand? It's all for the money. They do it all for the nookie. All right. Limp Bizkit. Okay. Um, They're debasing truth. They're debasing our mental health, just like they're debasing our currency. Back to the money. Crypto. Buy Bitcoin. Buy the dip. The markets are falling. Precious metals. Everything's falling. It's all tumbling down. Oh, God. Is it the end of humanity? I just lost $30,000 in two seconds. Now I just gained back $50,000. I'm up. I'm up. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. No, no. I'm a. I'm a. I'm down. Okay, so you know that's that's what's going on. All right, that can't be right. That can't be healthy. We got to find homeostasis. Okay, whether that homeostasis comes from homosexuality, that's up to you. Okay, homeostasis from homosexuality. God damn it. Got a little mush mouth there and ruined that. Homeostasis from homosexuality. I have to keep saying that over and over. Will that be the title? No. Homeostasis. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, basically, I just what we need to do is take care of our mental health, take care of our mental wealth, take care of each other, right? You gotta fucking. Sometimes you don't need to move the boulder. Sometimes the boulder moves you. Okay. That's that's what I have to say about that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Rojan Kim cast. Um, please follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Please follow me on uh, YouTube or subscribe. You can find this podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Apple, Google. You can find it everywhere. There are podcasts, including your wife's phone, okay, or a loved one's phone. You have children. They all have phones. Fucking use them to subscribe. Get bump up my numbers. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And goodbye.